What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we will take a bit of a break in the action today. We are not going to do a recap. You know, we still have that going on, but I wanted to kind of take a step back and discuss what's been going on. Yes, there have been some some newsworthy announcements and reports coming out, so it's good to kind of take a temperature of the room and see where things stand in the baseball world, and we'll get back to our recaps shortly after. But the big news yesterday was that John Lester announced his retirement. That's a big deal. We all know who John Lester is. Big left-hander. He has ended his career after 16 years in the major leagues. And, yeah, I mean, great career. I mean, in, in his words, he said, it's kind of run its course. It's getting harder for me physically. The little things that come up throughout the year turn into bigger things that hinder your performance. I'd like to think I'm a halfway decent self-evaluator. I don't want someone else telling me I can't do this anymore. I want to be able to hand my jersey over and say, thank you, it's been fun. That's probably the biggest deciding factor. So that's John Lester admitting that he's a human being. It happens to everyone at some point. Everyone gets older. Everyone you know, succumbs to father time. Everyone's career comes to an end at some point or another. He's just one of the lucky few players who gets to go out on his own terms. I've said it many times, very few players get to decide when they're done playing. Most players are told when they're done playing, which is what John Lester just alluded to, but he got to decide when he was done playing. Phenomenal player. He's well-loved in two cities. Those cities are Boston, where he first came up and spent the first half of his career, and then Chicago, where he spent, you know, the last portion of his career or except for you know a little bit bit of stints here and there for other teams but he was mainly a Red Sox pitcher and a Cubs pitcher that's where he's that's where he's done that's where he did most of his work that's where he spent most of his time so Lester was a second round pick of the Red Sox out of high school in 2002 and he was a really promising pitching prospect obviously when you're a second round pick but within just a few years he was ranked among one of the top minor league pitchers in baseball made his debut at the age of 22 in June 2006 and just a few months into that he was faced with incredible adversity he was diagnosed with anaplastic large cell lymphoma uh, which is a form of cancer and that cut his 2006 year short and required chemotherapy treatments but Lester made a comeback he beat the disease and he made a very inspiring return to the mound in 07 He made 12 regular season appearances that year. He pitched in three playoff games during the Red Sox run to a championship. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he threw a no-hitter when he came back. It was was a very, very inspirational moment. You know, a lot of people were really behind him. It was like, wow, the dude came back and threw a no-hitter that year. It was was really special to see. But one thing about Lester, and and we found out early on in his career, if you go back to 2007 when, when he came back, he's always been a big game pitcher in the playoffs so he made his first career postseason start in game four of the 07 world series against the rockies he threw five and two-thirds innings of scoreless ball and then you know he ended up getting the win what would prove to be the clinching game that game was the end of it because the red sox wrapped up a sweep and he got his first world series ring that would be his first of three world series ring he would be part of the 2013 red sox championship and he was excellent there he pitched to a 1.55 ERA in that postseason. And then Lester, Lester's time in Boston came to an end because, you know, he was going to be a free agent after 2014. 
And he began the year in 2014 as stellar as ever, a two and a half ERA after 143 innings. But then at the deadline, they traded him. The Red Sox were on their way to last place. They traded him to Oakland at the deadline. And he went to Oakland for two months and actually pitched in the wildcard game for Oakland, ended up losing to the Kansas City Royals in one of the more thrilling back and forth games in recent memory. You know, I, I should actually do an episode on that game alone. That game alone was was a very special one, Oakland and Kansas City in the 2014 wildcard game. I'll, I'll do that one. But then Lester became a free agent shortly after. So going into free agency, he was one of the most coveted free agent pitchers or just one of the most coveted free agents on the market. You know, some rankings had him number two, number one, top free agent on the market. The Cubs grabbed him. Six years, $155 million. And it was a, it was a big contract, and the Cubs were looking to emerge from a huge rebuild, and it went exactly as planned. That signing went down as one of the best free agent investments in Cubs history. And Lester picked up right where he left off when he switched to the National League. His first season with Chicago, he was a workhorse, 205 innings, 3.3 ERA, and helped Chicago to the NLCS, just what they needed coming out of that rebuild. The following year, 2.4 ERA over two and two, 202 and two-thirds innings, and he finished second in the Cy Young, was his fourth All-Star season, and he was arguably the top pitcher on a team that won 103 games. And just as he did in Boston, he shined in the playoffs yet again. He was NLCS MVP, after tossing 13 innings of two-run ball when they beat the Dodgers. And then, you know, in the in the World Series, they obviously erased a 3-1 deficit against the Indians to end the franchise's legendary 108 title drought. That was John Lester's third World Series title. So when you look at it, this dude had a huge impact on two teams. Won three rings, two with Boston, one with Chicago. I mean, every World Series ring is is impactful, but then you could say the one in Chicago, that ended a 108-year drought, and he was the best pitcher on that team. So, so it's really split almost down the middle when you wonder, like, which fan base or which team did he impact more? Honestly, I think it's it's pretty even here. It's pretty even here. I mean, if you go in terms of raw numbers, yes, he, he spent longer in Boston. He did, you know, pitch more there, one, one extra... World Series ring, but Cubs fans love this guy. This dude is one of the most impactful pitchers in Cubs history. He'll be the most iconic, definitely, for that World Series run, that World Series year in 2016. But Lester, in, in all, generally, he was just one of the most reliable starters for over a decade, and he leaves a fantastic legacy on the game. Because he was so good in big games, because he was so good in big games, yes, he was good in the regular season, but the fact that he was so good in big games is what's going to drive his Hall of Fame candidacy five years from now. He will definitely have some support five years from now. Whether or not he gets in, I mean, that, that's another question. But there is no question he had a very long run of excellence and reliability. When you look at one of the most reliable starters for over a decade, one of the best big game pitchers for over a decade, John Lester is at the top of that list. That's what's going to drive his Hall of Fame candidacy. He's going to have a very strong case in five years. So, just a great career. It has a little bit of everything. Some adversity, you know, the playoff wins, the World Series wins, the storylines of the drought, storylines of the camp, everything. And you couldn't really script it much better than that, John Lester. And he was always just a well, 
well-regarded player around the league. Everyone always has good things to say about John Lester. So he's retiring. He ends his career after 16 years and $188 million in career earnings. Not bad. Not bad. I always have to always have to mention that because it's always it's always good to know he's taken care of his family's taken care of his grandkids are taken care of so John Lester retires continuing on to other news yes there is other news so the other day a few days ago the Yankees announced that they were hiring Rachel Balkovic as a manager of their as the manager of their lower A affiliate the Tampa Tarpons She's going to manage that team, and she's going to become the first woman to ever manage an affiliated minor league club. There's never been a woman manager in affiliate ball, and she's going to be the first. So this is the latest of several barriers that she has broken over her decade-long career in baseball. I mean, she started as a strength and conditioning coordinator in the Cardinals farm system from 2011 to 2015. Then she moved to a similar role with the Astros in 16 to 18. And she, I mean, she has spent the past two seasons working within the minor league system as a hitting coach and, you know, some time working overseas in the Netherlands, um, you know, with the Dutch Dutch national team. But, you know, she, along the way, she has routinely been noted as the first woman to be hired in each of these positions. She's making her way up the ladder. Now she's a manager of a minor league team. So that's great. She's taking another step forward. And, you know, it's a step forward for baseball. When, when you realize, like, no one has ever done this before. That's why it's, it's newsworthy. It's, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's great. Yeah, you know, you have you know, women in sports, women in baseball doing things. But when it's the first time, that's it's obviously going to be a big deal. Of course, whoever comes in after her, it's, it's it might not get as much uh, recognition, maybe the first few. But that's a good thing. That means we're normalizing it, and it just becomes um, more commonplace. And if people have the kind of qualifications, they should definitely be managing. And Rachel Balkovich definitely has worked her way up. So we'll see what she can do. We'll see what she can do at the low A level. Obviously, there aren't going to be many eyes on on that team, but it's good for her to get her feet wet, wet, and maybe she can make her way up the ladder even further. But congrats to her as she breaks that barrier, so to speak. So those are the two big hits for today. We'll We'll keep it at that, but that's what I have. Those are our updates. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.